at the end of slavery, it was uh, 40 acres and a mule. This is what you need to, to be able to survive, right. live off the land. Yeah. And, and that didn't happen. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, I've been reading a uh, a book that has been really helpful to me and interesting uh-huh. um, on reparations. A Christian Call for Repentance and Repair by Duke Kwan and Gregory Thompson. Yes. So when you say reparations, just so yeah. people know yep. what you're referring to, it's that uh, through American slavery, there's been such injustice and yeah. systemic uh, long-reaching implications of that injustice that... Yeah. Um, some the word reparations repair yes what can be done to fix this um people are not starting at the same starting line right 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 Um, right yeah okay and uh i'm not sure that i'm ready for a uh public conversation that's a big topic on all of reparations Uh but i wanted to share with you um Complicated one, too. A complicated one. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated and nuanced. And actually, we've got a couple listeners that have asked us to to do an episode on reparations, which is one of the reasons, among many, that I'm reading this book. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and so we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's put the, the big topic in the hopper. But I wanted yeah. to I want to read uh, a, a letter to you. It's written by a former slave, and uh, his name is Jordan Anderson. Um, shortly after the Civil War... Um, he moved to Dayton, Ohio from Tennessee and uh, with his family. He had a wife and a few kids. He had been owned um, by a slave. He had been bought as a young child to be a playmate for his master's young child. And so the slave and then the master's child, this young boy, grew up together. Mm -hmm. His owner died, and so then he became the property of this boy that he, you know, was now an adult. Yeah. um, As he was inherited. Um, Then the Civil War happened. He was freed, and he moved to Dayton, Ohio. Gotcha. Um, His former owner, who was the same age... uh, uh, found out where he was living mm-hmm. and wrote to him and said, would you please come back to the plantation and work with me because you're a good worker and I need you to uh, to come and work. So then the slave from Dayton, Ohio wrote back, and this is the letter that he wrote that I, I just found yeah. absolutely fascinating. Okay. So this is what he said. Sir, I got your letter. I was glad to find that you had not forgotten, Jordan, and that you wanted me to come back and live with you again, promising to do better for me than anybody else can. I have often felt uneasy about you. I thought the Yankees would have hung you long before this for harboring the rebels they found in your house. I suppose they never heard about your going to Colonel Martin's to kill the Union soldier that was left by his company in their stable. Although you shot at me twice before I left you, I did not want to hear of your being hurt, and I'm glad you're still living. It would do me good to go back to the old home again and see Miss Mary and Miss Martha and Alan, Esther, Green, and Lee. Give my love to them all. Tell them that I hope that we will meet in the better world, if not in this. I would have gone back to see you all when I was working in the Nashville hospital, but one of the neighbors told me that Henry intended to shoot me if he ever got the chance. I wanted to know particularly what the good chance is you propose to give to me. I'm doing tolerably 
tolerably well here. I get $25 a month with vittles and clothing. I have a comfortable home for Mandy, the folks call her Mrs. Anderson, and the children, Millie, Jane, and Grundy. They go to school and are learning well. The teacher says Grundy has a head for a preacher. They go to Sunday school and Mandy and me attend church regularly. We are kindly treated and sometimes we overhear others saying them colored people were slaves down in Tennessee. The children feel hurt when they hear such remarks, but I tell them it was no disgrace in Tennessee to belong to Colonel Anderson. Many darkies would have been proud, as I used to be, to be called your master. Now, if you will write and say what wages you will give me, I will be better able to decide whether it would be to my advantage to move back again. And as to my freedom, which you say you would give me, there's nothing to be gained on that score, as I have my free papers in 1864 from the uh, provost marshal general of the Department of Nashville. Mandy says she would be afraid to go back without some proof that you were disposed to treat me, to treat us justly and kindly, and we have concluded to test your sincerity by asking you to send us our wages for the time we served you. This will make us forget and forgive old scores and rely on your justice and friendship in the future. Now, I served you faithfully for 32 years and Mandy 20 years. At $25 a month for me and $2 a week for Mandy, our earnings would amount to $11,680. Add this to this, add the interest for the time our wages has been kept back and deduct what you paid for our clothing, three doctor's visits to me, pulling a tooth for Mandy, and the balance will show what we are in justice entitled to. Please send the money by Adams Express in care of V. Winters Esquire, Dayton, Ohio. If you fail to pay us for our faithful labors in the past, we can have little faith in your promises in the future. We trust the good maker has opened your eyes to the wrongs which you and your fathers have done to me and my fathers in making us toil for you for generations without recompense. Here I draw my wages every Saturday night, but in Tennessee there was never any payday for the Negroes any more than for horses and cows. Surely there will be a day of reckoning for those who defraud the laborer of his hire. In answering this letter, please state if there would be any safety for my Millie and Jane, who are now grown up, both good-looking girls. You know how it was with poor Matilda and Catherine. I would rather stay here and starve and die, if it come to that, than to have my girls brought to shame by the violence and wickedness of their young masters. You will also please state if there has been any schools open for the colored children in your neighborhood. The great desire of my life now is to give my children an education and to have them form virtuous habits. Say howdy to George Carter and thank him for taking the pistol away from you when you were shooting at me. From your old servant, Jordan Anderson. Wow. Wow. What a letter. Tell me what you think about that. What is your? What, so you haven't read this before? No. That's amazing. What an amazing letter. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets at the heart of the issue. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the years of toil with no pay and the attitude that I will, I'll continue to grant you the freedom that you have now. Yes. Just the inability to see what this person his family has been through what they've done, how 
how this uh, this guy in Tennessee has benefited all these years. Yes, um, is now having to do more work than he wants to. Yes, having benefited from others' labor for free for so long. Yes, asking them to come back. It's just wow, an amazing letter, and and to recognize, uh, you know, I we didn't, I didn't, it wasn't printed. Uh, so that that letter was printed in newspapers all over the country. Really, as well it should be. It was not only makes a good point, mm-hmm. but ridiculously eloquent and pointed mm-hmm. and gracious, uh, with, without um, giving in at all. I mean, it was just wonderful. But we, so we didn't see the other side of the letter. But it it seems apparent that the slave owner uh, wants him to come back and maybe is willing to pay. Uh, but like. Yeah, come back and and then we're just going to start clean as if nothing happened. Right. And for this guy to say, okay, uh, you were a good master, but you owe me. Yeah. For the work I did for you. Yeah. And interest. Yep. And until that is paid, this is an injustice. Yeah. Until that's, yeah. This the injustice continues until it is paid. Yeah. And. It's so clear when you put it right at that historical moment. Yes. Right? When yes. someone has been in both situations. Yes. Yes. And um, it that part is so clear. It gets more complicated when here it is, you know, 200 years plus. Sure. Uh, yeah. And that's the... Okay, so... It, that, Sorry, it's not 200 years. Uh, 150 years. 100 and... 160, 60, yeah. 70 years, yeah. Yeah. 160 years. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, so, well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, we can talk a little bit about it because I don't, I mean, we have to, um, or I want to. I'm not done thinking about this, reading about it, feeling about it, but it's, uh, yeah. At that point in history, it seems super clear what needed to happen. Yeah. It didn't. Right. And, okay, so then his children that he refers to, uh, are deprived of the kind of benefits that they are owed mm-hmm. because of their father's and mother's work. And likewise, this this plantation is still holding on to the wealth. Right. That Cor- correct. Yeah. That they. So took. this plantation in Tennessee is continuing to benefit. And then, okay, so then interest compound. If you think about just the money, interest compounds over time, and that is never uh, dealt with. I think that as uh, uh, theologians, you and I, or I guess I'll speak for me, as a theologian myself, that kind of injustice doesn't go away just because time has passed. There, There is something stolen from many generations of people, not, some, mm-hmm. not something, an enormous amount a lifetime of work was stolen from thousands upon thousands of people stolen and then and then incorporated into the the wealth the, the, the inheritance life, the inheritance uh-huh. going on okay so that is clear and there's an injustice there and just because time goes on doesn't mean the injustice goes away mm-hmm. and uh, that needs to be rectified and recognized on the other hand in in that in this historical moment of that letter, it was really easy what needed to happen. Yeah. 
not easy. Sorry, it was clear what needed to happen. Yeah. What needs to happen now? I have no idea. Right. I cannot imagine a situ a a, a solution to this problem. And this is not the only problem in our history. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> if you look at the Native American, yes. And, I mean, th- th- it's really, really clear that that there was a, a great injustice, massive. That, that how could it possibly? What what can be done? Yes. Right. And yes, yes. Um, and so many others throughout. If you just you go into any history, right? Yes. Yes. Um, that just makes it like when, when is the statute of limitations? Um, when is the uh, what 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 would be helpful? What would be reparative? I don't know. I hear what you're saying. It's like it's so difficult, so difficult. Um, one of the things that has been helpful to me as I begin to study this and to think about it um, is that I don't think reparations we should think of completely in economic terms. Mm-hmm. It's not just about money because so much more than money was taken. Power was taken. Uh, uh, dignity was right. taken or at least not recognized. Uh, it, it, and I think it's a uniquely American thing to think that, oh, if we just throw money at the problem, that would be, that would would that's the solution. That's what mm-hmm. reparations are is a transfer of money. Mm-hmm. I don't think there could be reparations without a transfer of money, but there's so much more than that. On the other hand, okay, so, I mean, just thinking practically, uh, what, there's a lot of black people, if we look at just color of skin and, and you know, bone structure, not bone structure, but like, uh, you know, nose yeah, and lips gotcha. and that kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of black people in our country that had uh, don't have descend, have that aren't descendants of slaves. Right. Um, and there's a lot that are around the world living in other parts of the world that are descendants of right. plantation slaves of the American South. So, and and what percent of the white population were slave owners? Totally, yeah. yeah. And ben- well, in one sense, all the whites pretty much benefited, and all the blacks pretty much are, have suffered. But it's just it's way, way, way more complicated now that uh-huh. we're you know hundreds of you know hundred and what do we say hundred and sixty years later, yeah whatever generations down the road uh it's just like how do we how do we do that we we should like we should actually do math right we should we should pause <laughs> <laughs> yeah eighty six we're looking at fourteen years plus twenty two so hundred and thirty six years hundred and thirty six years yeah. okay thank you yeah. thank you anyway yeah so okay uh Whatever it's 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 incredibly, um, and yet just and I think it's partly because it is so complicated mm-hmm. that uh, lots of folks, lots of people have decided not to look at it, and I don't think that's a good reason. Right. It that's not a good reason not yeah, to look at it. Right. It it is so complicated. It's easier to just forget it. Right. But that's. That's probably not the right thing to do. You know, it occurs to me, another reason to forget it, if you're white, is, oh, yeah, this can only mean that I need to give up power or money or uh, status or something. Mm-hmm. That you know, And so looking at the benefits, that, uh, yeah. that's not helpful. And Man, so that's, plus, it, I just don't see the white population buying into this in mass. I don't think that would ever happen. I think they would come up with 
every story of suffering sure, sure. that their family has ever endured. Sure. And I, th- these things, how do you make these things right? I mean, I just, in my, in my life, there has been, uh, there's been people who have lorded power. Oh, yeah. Oh, over yeah. me and have irritated me and have have taken from me and have yes. suppressed my career and yes and I can't get any of that money back I can't get any satisfaction correct, correct. for that um, correct and you know I, I'm I'm getting ready to preach a text from Matthew okay about the forgiveness you know, oh. the, the servant that uh, has to uh, is forgiven this unbelievable debt yeah and then goes out and shakes down this guy right, for a, for right. a day's wage yeah um, and at the end of it the, it's so punchy jesus saying that if 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 you don't do this yeah you know if you don't forgive um then my father's not going to forgive you yeah and as i look at that and i think through it and and you know in the text when when he's shaking this guy down he's choking him yeah and saying pay me what you owe me and the guy falls on his knees and says basically i'm sorry i'll pay you back yeah and that's not good enough you know Mm -hmm. have have time i'll i'll get it to you eventually yeah and um, and I was thinking, man, I would love to go choke some people. Yeah, boy. Slap them around yeah, and boy. throw them on the ground and, and have them say, I'm really sorry for what I did to you. I'm really sorry yeah. for the way that I took from you right. and, and sidelined you and manipulated circumstances for my gain. Uh-huh. I'll pay you somehow. Yeah. I, I think I could easily forgive in that circumstance. Mm. But there, no one's doing that. Right. Right. And so, and so I'm wrestling with the text. Right? Yeah. I'm wrestling. I got to preach this text on Sunday. I'm wrestling with it already. Like, yeah. Uh, how do I? How do I forgive? Right. Yeah. What does this mean, Lord? Yeah. Help me. I know it's for me. I know you know. Yeah. Sure. And and so that has to enter into the conversation as well. Um. But these these are white people. I swear to you, if it, that that circumstance, if I were a black person, yeah, I promise you. I would I would think I would swear it was because I was black. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. And um and I and I'm not. So I don't have anything to, you know, yeah, to blame. Yeah. Other than that this is the nature of people. No doubt. Power hungry, controlling, self-preservating, self-promoting, step on other people. Yes. And so every story, yes, that will, you know, I just don't see a collective white nation that's saying what what can we do here? This was wrong, and we need to do something. Yeah, I think we ought to. Yeah, try to figure that out. I think you're right. We need to talk about it. We need to think about it. Yeah, I just I have a lot of doubts that we would ever get anywhere. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty creative person, and even if we, uh, in, in terms of thinking about systems and and that sort of thing, and I've been thinking about this for quite a while. I can't think of anything that even approaches a reasonable solution, and I haven't heard anything either. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, to I, I, at the very least, we should be able to recognize this is a moral evil, a moral un- injustice right. that has been done and has never been uh, yeah, recompensed. Right, and that doesn't mean if we say that that we hate America yeah. or we're not proud of America or yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've said this in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot that we should be proud about. And a lot we need to and say. And a lot we need to, to have yeah, a... Pro- yeah, we really right. messed up and we're sorry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I don't mean to, to dog on America completely, except... No, not no. Certainly not completely, because there's a lot we need to be proud of. But this is a place where we're not... You know, yeah. um, in the first chapter, I think it is, he, uh, or maybe it's in the introduction, he gives also another great analogy. He says, 
some people resist, and I think I can hear people resisting uh, the concept of reparations, white people particularly, saying that this will create uh, entitlement. This will create a sense of entitlement or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. People will waste the money or whatever like that. And he said, okay, so if you're thinking about that, he says, imagine that uh, somebody stole your car. Has it ever happened to you, by the way? My car? Yeah. No. No. I know you've had other stuff stolen, yeah. um, big things. Imagine someone stole your car. No one's ever stolen my car before. But imagine someone stole your car, and then uh, a year later, having not had not been able to replace it, a year later, they find your car, and they catch the person who stole it. And you go before the judge, and the person who stole your car says, well, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep your car because... Uh, I've had it for a while now. I've had now. it for a long time yeah. now. And you seem to be doing much better. You're walking everywhere. You're looking great. Mm-hmm. You're doing really well. And You worked uh, really, really hard and got yourself another car. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah. And what would you say? You would say, that's totally beside the point. It is not your car. It is mine. Yeah. It doesn't matter about entitlement. It doesn't matter if we're doing better. This is a matter of justice. Yeah. And then, yeah, but look at the Native American. Yeah. Look at, look at Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. Or all of the land disputes all over the world. Everywhere, everywhere. I, oh, gosh. I mean, there, there's no criteria is the thing, right? There's yeah. No, there's no agreed upon criteria to evaluate. And like you said, and what population and oh, it's so, it's so complicated. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to stop thinking about it as to say it's, I, I'm, I'm tempted to say it's so complicated. I can't figure out what the answer is. Therefore, I don't have to engage yeah, with it. I'm, I hear you. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to do, I want to do yeah. something, but I don't like, I mean, there are, there was, I heard an effort, um, a couple of years ago, I think about like, okay, so, uh, um, People are convinced that we need to have reparations, and so then there's individual white people can give uh, money to individual black people just as reparations. I don't think that's such a good idea. Um, I, I guess it's not terrible, but it's I, I don't well, any, I don't like the anyone idea. can do that at any time. Right, 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 yeah. right. But there was like a, a systematic push for it, and you can do it through this. You know, you can. Uh, yeah, that's just it's weird. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What I, don't know what the what I heard is. years ago. 20 some years ago yeah was a suggestion that um for a a certain amount of time there's no income tax yeah uh-huh 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 um that if they can if there's any lineage back to a certain time frame that right that they, right. they you know uh, uh, how many many years they don't pay income tax right um so that it there's still the incentive to earn and to work and it's not entitlement makes sense um but it is like a hey yeah we recognize there's something Something wrong happened here. Yeah, yeah. I think that th- there's a lot of those that I would call kind of token kinds of things. I mm-hmm. mean, income tax is not nothing, but uh, you know, to say we're going to go twenty years, thirty years, even uh, income tax that's that is nowhere near makes up for the the, the So it's a, a kind of a yeah, token. But I don't think there's it's possible to do a one to one. Oh, for sure. Like this guy did in the letter. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you can't do that. You can't right? do that. I mean, it's just not it's, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. That we Back mi- then. They missed their opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. With the Native Americans, I heard an interesting idea. Um, 
that I, I well, let's see. We don't. I don't have time to go into all of the the story, and I'm not. I'm sure that if I even if I tried, I would get some of the details wrong. But so many of our national parks were taken from Native American lands. Right. Almost. I mean, that was right. kind of that. The original thing was, oh, here's a beautiful place. Uh, we're going to claim this as a national park. All you Indians, get the hell off. Right. Right. And right. so, uh, what would it mean for? Uh, the United States to turn over all of our national parks. They're going to continue to be national parks, but they're going to be completely run by Native Americans. And all the management of the land and all of the processing, like they, they're complete, it's under the control completely of Native Americans, and they can do whatever they want to with it. Um, I like that. I, I, I want to think more about that idea. I'm not advocating that idea. I uh-huh. think it's interesting. I think it's, I, I think it's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, at the end of slavery, it was uh, 40 acres and a mule. This is what you need to, to be able to survive, right. live off the land. And, yeah. And that didn't happen. That was the promise, and it right. didn't happen. Yeah. It was, well, it was just like uh, so, much, so many of the, the uh, reservations. There yeah. Were, the government reneged on stuff. When totally. They, when there was a crunch or, you know, and yep. basically demonstrating that um, yeah, we're, we're trying to help you, but we're, but you're really not citizens. You're not white people, right? You're not of the same value, and we really need to take care of our own, right? And that's not you, yeah. So yeah, we said that, but um, yeah, we're just not going to be able to do it. So sorry. Um, and I think that that was the time, uh, yeah. to, where, where we, there could be direct accounts. Yeah. Like this guy, the number yeah. of hours that I've worked, the number of years, right. you know, this is a, 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 and some agreed upon living wage, yeah. you know, like yeah. they, they could have done something like that. They could have. Um, and now I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of, um, of our nation, um, another thing the book gets into, and maybe, maybe we can finish on this, is that our nation really was founded with um, one uh, stream of absolutely brilliant, amazing, uh, um, thought, um, conviction that we should absolutely be proud of, and then another stream that we should be ashamed of, and the one that we should be ashamed of is the is like racism against uh, the, the whites are, you know, they're, they're the ones who can vote, right, and uh-huh. maybe men especially, and the others no, um, and that they're more valuable. Uh, the good thing is uh, democracy. This, um, you know, the Constitution, the the free, and that's maybe most uh, uh, juxtaposed in Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. where you can go and I mean, his abuse of slaves is absolutely horrendous. His his treatment of slaves and uh, his um, radical ideas of. Um, of putting power in the hands of the people and not in a monarch and not in a dictator. Like let's, let's get rid of all of that and let's put power in the hands of the people was unique and amazing and brilliant. Mm-hmm. And we, and so much of what is good about America comes from that. And we need to be proud of that. Absolutely. And, and, and but they just kind of, I think he more than anybody like embodies both of the, the uh, goodness of America and the badness of America. And there could be some real selfish reasons there. If you think about not just the people, but in their minds, the landowner. 
uh-huh. uh, you know, the the monarch of, of his own domain, of his own homestead. Yes, yes, yes. You know, the Thomas Jefferson of Monticello right. and his other, you know, right. Poplar he, Forest and his yes. other properties. Yes. He owns them, and so it benefits him to have power and money for the people yes. if he's thinking about himself as the landowner. Right, right, right. Instead of all people. Right. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's part of history advancing because prior, yeah. you know, to the, like the English Bill of Rights or uh-huh. you know, what was that? The, did they call it the Bill of Rights? No. What it was, was called? It called? The, um, oh the, man, the, we learned the, about sound right. I know. <laughs> Come on. Our brains are getting old. They're too old. Yeah. We need some There's high school cholesterol to, to, to remind us of the. Tag on it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Me too. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, the folks. British, the, the the old British yeah, Bill uh, of Rights. Uh, yeah. So, um, but, the, but those sorts of ideas, right? Prior to that, it's it's kings and it's succession yeah. and it's uh, absolute power and it's corruption, and we have lots of corruption now. But I think that we've been making progress in some areas over time. Yes, and uh, I certainly hope. That our society, I mean, it, maybe I'm wrong because I'm, I'm just a contemporary of my times, but uh, I'd like to think that we're doing better and better and better in certain ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I hope so. I hope so. I hope that if we come up to something like this again, that we'll, we'll uh, advocate for justice immediately, knowing that, that once we get on further, it becomes more right. complicated if imp- and maybe impossible. Right. I mean, there was uh, the end of World War I. They had reparations against Germany. Right, right, right yes. then and there. Um, after World War II, they divided the country, and you know, we had the Berlin Wall and all that mess. But um, th- there was some sort of immediate yes. repercussion, right? And then, how can we move forward? Yes. Um, but then there's so many, so many circumstances where that, or maybe the 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 reparations were too harsh, or maybe they weren't harsh enough, or right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they benefited people and and didn't benefit the people that needed to be benefited. It's, yeah, you know, there's so many options for corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe another thing I uh, I feel because this is going to go public and we're not sure exactly who's listening to this. I feel like maybe we should we should mention. Uh, I don't. I am not personally guilty of owning slaves. Right, and you aren't either. But we do benefit from a system of slavery. We you and I continue to benefit from the system of slavery that happened years ago. And it is up to us to do something with that fact. Um but we, we you and I aren't, you know, we're not we're not I'm not trying to say and I don't think you are either that we need to repent of the sin of slavery for ourselves. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that that, that is a um actually quite a hotbed of argument amongst folks as to, yeah, that's, to why what, that's why I'm articulating well, that right now. Yeah, like what, wh- exactly how do I benefit, you know? And and that is something that I think would be beneficial um, to, uh, again, that requires a lot of nuancing. It does. And let's, what way, yeah, and what ways are we benefiting? Let's throw that into the hopper because I think we definitely are, but I agree with you, it needs to be nuanced. It is not... Uh, very easy, and I think on the right, um, you know, the the right narrative, uh, the narrative on the the simple narrative on the right is 
Uh, Everything's the same. There's no benefit. There's no benefits. The simple narrative on the left is everything that whites have, everything that any white has is completely because of their race. Right. (laughs) And uh, okay, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. The the middle, the nuance is more difficult. Let's throw that into the hopper. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to talk about that, but I don't think I'm, I want to think about it a little bit more. We need to take it in small bites. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I think that's a really big, a big topic. Let's not stop talking about it. Yeah. Though. Hey, this is Dave at the Hopper Podcast. Are you tired of people being divisive, angry, or even cruel to each other, especially to those with whom they disagree? At the Hopper Podcast, we want to bridge people together and listen to opposing views so we can all grow. If this sounds like a good idea to you, please like, subscribe, and share the Hopper with someone right now. Thanks. Yes, sir. Uh, Have you heard of a man in Thailand, um, a story about a guy in Thailand whose name is... Oh, man. This is the first time I'm pronouncing it out loud. Yeah. uh, It's a doozy, I'm I'm reading it. Athaporn Boon Makchuai. Okay. Okay. Have you heard of him? Uh, Yeah, all the time. (laughs) We were just talking about him last night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, okay. So uh, he's a a guy in Thailand. Um, He was going to the bathroom. He was sitting on a pot when he felt a... Sharp bite on the end of his penis. Oh, boy. He looked down between his legs, and he saw there uh, an 11-foot-long python had just latched on to his penis. From inside from the toilet? In, from inside the toilet. Was it a toilet or like a an actual pot or hole in the ground? That's a good question. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it was some sort of... He was he was going to some facility. Yes, and didn't a, see a snake that was eleven foot long, and had somehow come up, and it it, it latched, latched on. on. Okay, yes, uh, he was able to keep his wits about him, uh-huh. and he tied the snake's head to the door with a rope, and then and then sought help. Um, he screamed for his wife, and then collapsed from blood loss. Oh my gosh. He was rushed to the hospital. He made a full recovery. Uh, the snake was still wedged in the toilet when emergency services arrived. Uh, that toilet had to be smashed to hammers in order to get the snake out. Jeez. But they released it back into the wild to go back to its snake life. That is unfortunate. <laughs> That's pretty bad. He passes out from blood loss from this bite. Yes, to his genitals. Yes. So he he apparently got the snake off. Yeah, he he somehow got the snake off, oh, tied man. its head so that it wouldn't go back down. Yeah. And then screamed for help and passed out. Wow. Apparently he made a, a full recovery. I I can't imagine that. That sounds bad, but there's a lot of blood that goes to that area. Well, that's true. That's true, and I guess a small, you know, small incision Which maybe would it's makes yeah. The, so he could lose a lot of blood, but it also would heal. It would rather heal quickly. quickly. Yeah. yeah. Good grief. Okay. What a nightmare. Oh man, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> might have a nightmare about that tonight. <laughs> As we think about it. Okay, I got another story. Okay. Um, to distract us from that one. Um, this one's not quite so bad, but more more humorous. Uh, so in Amsterdam, 
um, which is typical of a lot of European cities. They have apparently in in the in the center of the city. There's a lot of late night uh, shenanigans, things yep. that go on, people in bars and whatever. And they get and people come out into the street and they have nowhere to relieve themselves. So one of the things that Amsterdam and I think other cities have done there too to stop public urination is and to save space, they've got toilets that are uh, like in the sidewalk that can retract down into the sidewalk during the day, and then at night they come up, they pop up, really up out of the ground. Okay. And then because they, they they need to be there, they don't need to be there all the time. Uh-huh. But that's what so that's the system that they've got. Well, there was a guy on a moped going along on the sidewalk, and apparently one of these pop up toilets malfunctioned and popped up real fast and <laughs> knocked him off of his moped. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he described it as an explosion. He's just walking along, and all of a sudden, yeah. he's flying up through the air because the, one of these pop-up toilets. What what, uh, what word do you think he used? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In Amsterdam, uh, it was probably some profane word. Yeah. yeah. And that would be the appropriate time to use it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say- The uh, double entendre. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I have another story. Hold on just a second. Okay, go ahead. You just told me that this country has toilets that retract into the sidewalk. Yes, that's right. They would rather install some mechanical toilets in (laughs) the sidewalk than to take care of their public urination problem with policy and police. Apparently. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around that. Right. I don't know how much such an endeavor would cost. It seems absurd to me. Yeah. Yeah. That that's just like the height of like, you know what? Let's let's let these very entitled partiers uh, have the you know. Let's solve this problem with with billions of dollars of infrastructure. Yeah, but. But you, but you know, they're spending lots of money downtown. I don't know. I'm not thinking about the economics wow. of it. You don't want to throw all those people in jail because <laughs> then they're not out buying beer. I think it's a reasonable expectation that you go to the bathroom in the bathroom. But there's no bathrooms around. There's not enough bathrooms around. That's the idea. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a better solution to me. Is what? More Put, bathrooms what? in your facilities, and your well, you've yeah. got bars and restaurants, and there's a certain yeah. you know code of how many people can be in there and how many bathrooms are Fair be available. Fair enough, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's let me tell you another one. This is an old story from 1184. All right, yeah, the king of Germany, Henry the Sixth, had invited his uh, nobles, all the nobles of the country, to a meeting at a fortress in. Uh, Erfurt, I don't know how to say that name, mm-hmm. say the name of the town. Uh, the meeting was designed to allow the king to settle a dispute on his lands. Um, the lords and the nobles, they gathered um, and they met in the church of the fortress, the chapel, the church of uh-huh. the fortress. And the king sat up on the like the, the uh, platform or whatever uh, to, to meet with them. And just as they were taking their seats... The wooden floor of the church gave way under their weight, uh-huh. and they plummeted down into the latrine. All Everybody? Of all of them except 
the king uh, because he was on the stone. I uh, smell a rat. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right about that, but they all. I mean, it was they. It was the like uh, basically the septic tank. Yeah. Of of this entire facility, uh, several of the Hepatitis people. Hepatitis? Anyone? <laughs> apparently, several of the people drowned. Oh. Uh, or suffocated by the fumes. Oh my word! I mean, it's you know you can imagine you're, you're yeah. in like big clothes, you know, heavy whatever, and uh, sixty people um, died in the disaster. It's known in German as the uh, I'm not going to say this German word. The translation is uh, Erfurt Latrine Fall. That yeah. was the name of it, and if you can look it up, and uh, yeah, the the king. Survived the whole thing. You may be right that it was on purpose. Who knows? Who knows? That oh far, that long word. ago. That is terrible. Yeah. Uh, I I can't imagine that this was you know before they had that blue stuff that we have in our in our uh, you know uh, yeah whatever that is whatever that is but it makes yeah. it better for sure. You know I remember, I don't like that smell but it's right. way better than yeah. I remember one of my school teachers telling me a story yeah. about how uh, great her father was. And they were at a fair, yeah. and the, uh, a large lady fell through the floor of the port john This is back when they, they put a hole in the ground and put the port john over the hole. Right, right. Instead of the little tanks that are in them now. Yeah. And she fell down in the pit, and the, uh, she couldn't get out. Yeah. And he got down in there yeah. with her to help her out. Yeah. And I remember as a kid thinking, yeah, he's a special guy. Right. <laughs> He's a, he's a special guy. Oh my goodness. Oh man. I heard about just recently there was a news story. Where did I hear this? Recently there was a news story uh about a lady who was in uh an outhouse, so not a porta john, but uh-huh. an actual outhouse where they have a a, a large ditch or whatever and mm-hmm. she dropped her phone in it. Yeah. And needed to get it back. Uh-huh. She uh, had a belt. She took her belt off and was trying to latch it with the belt. But yep. I mean, can you imagine trying right. to? Do, that's not going to work. And so she latched the belt to herself, okay, and hooked it in the outhouse, uh-huh. and then and then like lowered herself into it. Uh-huh. The belt broke. Yep. She fell head first into the pit, in, into the. You know, all that's down there. In the candy land. In the... Shoots <laughs> <laughs> and ladders or whatever. Fortunately, she had her phone because she couldn't get out. She was yeah. she was stuck down in there. But she had her phone, which was uh, still working. She called 911, uh-huh. and the rescuers came to get her out, and yeah. she was okay. Oh, but man. can you imagine? No, I can just... Can you imagine? Oh, man. No, I just... That's awful. It's the worst. You ever heard of the game Preference? No. Uh... I think it's called something else. There, uh, I used to play this with my kids. I okay. just give you two choices. You have to pick one. Oh, I see. Yeah, sure, and sure, so sure. Then, uh, and then lots of people... There's actually a game that you can play now. Yeah. Um, and they had their own printed cards yeah, yeah. with the, the two options. Yeah. And this is... these. I'm not making this up. Okay. These are not from me or anyone else. This is on the card, yeah. printed on the card uh-huh. in the game. Okay. This is your choice, okay? That you're playing with your kids. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have... A touch-sensitive scrotum hanging from your chin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hanging from your chin. Hanging from your chin that could not be surgically removed. Or would you rather swim a lap in a pool of diarrhea every morning? 
This was on the card. I was like, no way. This is, I can't believe my eyes, you know, are they deceiving me? This was printed and published in a game that was sold in America. Yes. Oh my goodness. So what's your preference, Willie? Okay. So both of those are awful. <laughs> it took me about 15, it wasn't immediate. It took, uh-huh. me, took me about 15 seconds. To me, there's a clear winner. Me too. It's the scrotum. Absolutely. Yeah. There is yeah. no way yeah. I'm swimming in a pool of diarrhea. Yeah. I, you know, it would be awful, but I think I could get used to a scrotum on my chin. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be saying that today. Yeah. It's touch sensitive. Touch sensitive. Yeah. There would be, I, you know. Yeah. There are people who, there are handicapped folks, you know, yeah. that got, you know, whatever. There's lots of different, you know, struggles that people have, and I would figure out a way. Right. And it would be awkward, and it would be okay, whatever. Yeah, but no, the the yeah the other the how diarrhea. Long, yeah, no. How long you expect to live? Close. Yeah, there's no there's no way. We're not even there's close. No, there's so much disease and yeah. just disgusting. No, 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 we're just disgusting. Yeah, whoever well, wrote that question is disgusting. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh my goodness, you know what? We've come back to poo again. Yep, here we are. There's a there's a gravitational pull for you and I in the, stories about poo. These people who have had unfortunate bathroom incidents yeah that's that's pretty it's bad taking us right down to a swimming pool of diarrhea we need to stop we need to we need to cut this all right listen we want to hear some more stories about bathroom accidents and and you know is is there anybody who would want to swim through no through one diarrhea? no one's still listening Nobody Willie. <laughs> well call- all, everyone's turned this one off if you are still listening, it's because you enjoy this kind of thing the way that yeah. we do because we keep coming back to it. Tell us another story about your terrible toilet experience. Uh, you can uh, write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com or you can leave a voicemail for us at 214-267-9287. And we will look forward to hearing those. <laughs> I really will. I want to hear some. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. You made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations. You win a game of preference, bathroom edition. Oh, man, that sounds great. Yeah. To claim your prize, write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287. Join us next time when we will discuss who was the worst cast member on Friends. Oh, I like Friends. Mm-hmm. I have opinions. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Be sure to like, <laughs> be sure to like, subscribe, follow, join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Montel Williams Show reruns. Thanks, Montel. <laughs> is it still rerunning? No, <laughs> but they're trying to get it going again. Somewhere they're trying to get it going again.